you are the podcast master. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to this episode of the podcast. Glad to have you here for the next little bit and really glad to have my guest. Welcome back to my guest, so to speak, uh, a returning guest to the podcast here, a guy that the first time he was on, he was with his wife, Haley. Uh, Shane Proctor is my guest here today. We're going to sit down, chop it up, and talk about a lot of things, especially bull riding, rodeo, all the things that are happening in the world right now, and uh, some big news in his world right now as well. We'll talk a little bit about why he decided to retire from the PBR world and go rodeo and some of the thought process behind that. We'll talk about him being an all-around cowboy, how he got into it, uh, a little bit of background, backstory. We'll get all the way up until what's happening right now, and uh, he's going to drop some big, big news on this episode of the podcast. I'm sure most of you already know, but we're going to talk a little bit more about it. So uh, get ready. Um, Shane is my neighbor. Uh, my dear, dear friend, one of my favorite bull riders, and has made a huge comeback to PBR arenas over the last uh, little bit here in the PBR's Monster Energy Team Challenge. A guy that Colby Yates reached out to, got him on a team, and uh, in the first weekend of competition, has been a hero getting ready to kick off the second weekend here in Las Vegas at the South Point. Um, it's been a good month, and uh, we got one more big weekend, so... Hope you guys are enjoying that. If you're not a PBR fan or you haven't been watching, you have no idea what I'm talking about, just settle up because this is going to be a good episode. No matter what, interesting to dive back into the life of uh, uh, Shane Proctor. So get ready. That's short, sweet, and to the point on the opening of this podcast. I just want to get into the conversation and, and let this thing get rolling. So going to drop another one very, very soon, and then hopefully we've got some more big news coming your way. Um, let's hope next week. So certainly within the next couple of weeks, but a lot of things happening right now. So hope you guys are all doing great. Great. Hope everybody's finding a, a reason to smile. Don't forget, there's a lot of positive out in the world. Sometimes you just got to look for it. And I promise you, when you start looking for it and you find it, it is totally worth it. So look for a reason to smile, everybody. Hopefully this podcast makes you smile. If it does, make sure you hit the subscribe button. If you haven't already, make sure you go Drop us one of those uh, reviews and give us one of those quick, easy little five-star ratings because that is how the podcast world goes around. So uh, let's get to it. Everybody here is my conversation with National Finals Rodeo Qualifier, PBR World Finals Qualifier, All-Around Cowboy, my good friend, Shane Proctor. We've done this before. We have. Uh, so welcome back, first of all. I want to start this one the same way I started the last one. So congratulations. Thank you. Last time last time you didn't know what I was congratulating you about. I was anxious to see what you would say to just the word congratulations. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when I say congratulations? Thank you. Do you have any I, idea what I'm congratulating you for? I don't for? have no any idea why, why I'm getting congratulated, okay. but uh, I, I'm appreciative of it, no, no, regardless. So the first time we did this, I said, congratulations are in order, and you said, yeah, you know, it was a big win. You had just won a, a rodeo or a bull riding somewhere, but I was actually talking about the wedding, like congratulations on being married. Well, I, I, it's every, every piece is a... Uh, Congratulate! I, I appreciate all your concern, you concern and support. And so, I mean, it, just, it doesn't matter if it was a rodeo or, or a wedding or a kid on the way, but bingo! Finally, we circle around to it. Uh, congratulations, man! Expecting 
Yes, uh, December 1st, uh, we're really excited. We, we're having, me and my wife Haley are having a little girl, and uh, it's going to be pretty pretty wild riding experience. Um, I'm not too nervous yet, other than the fact that, because my wife is a Roman rider, trick rider, um, how do I get get you know discipline my daughter for standing on top of a horse or hanging off the side or not wearing shoes or will she ever even know that you're supposed to sit in the saddle yeah but right? uh i guess we'll just figure that as well, it as it comes along at least she's not trick riding right now and it, it'll be a little while before she does that because you don't want to walk out in the middle of the day and see your daughter dragging on the side of a horse and not know what's going on yeah yeah uh Haley's uh, not Roman riding right now since she's four months along and she's not trick riding. She's just working her dancing horse and Liberty horse. Though she did enter a rodeo last night and was uh, breakaway roping. So we're still in the saddle. Um, Okay, speaking of rodeos, I want to ask you because I heard through the rumor mill that uh, you kind of you got kicked out of uh, maybe a warm-up pin here not too long ago at a rodeo. I did. Actually, it was a barrel race. You didn't think I knew, did you? No, probably not. But, uh, I, yeah, I was. Uh, I went with Haley to a barrel race, and uh, I took our Colts, which I, I ride our Colts a lot. And um, I got there, and I made it about th- half a lap around, and uh, the older gentleman with, that was hostile— um said cowboy said cowboys were not allowed in their in the arena uh if you weren't entered that's and that's an that's a basically an exact quote cowboys are not allowed yeah cowboys cowboys sexist i mean it was uh it, it was directed toward cowboys and and i said okay and i got i i said a little more than okay but it was all the same gist and I went out, and I told told my wife, and she got she got upset with it too. And she told him that he'd rather have me on the Colts than her on the Colts because she could still ride the Colts in the arena because she was entered, right. but I couldn't be in the arena because I wasn't entered. Which okay, whatever. So the next day, I entered the barrel race and pulled a check. Brought a horse and brought, entered. Yeah, brought a horse and, and pulled a check. So you literally have been an all around cowboy. We were just talking a little bit ago. We talked on the last podcast. Uh, many PBR fans know you as a bull rider, obviously, but there's a whole lot more to Shane Proctor. Yeah, I mean, I'm a gardener, a weeder. Uh, I, I, I really like long walks on the beaches. Um, there's a whole poetic side to me. But there really is. There's a soft side. There's a soft side. To the rugged cowboy. Yeah, to, to this marble man, good looks. But... Uh, no. Humble, so humble. so humble. I mean, I I just don't know where to even begin. Look, I I can tell you, if you show up to New York City, Madison Square Garden, Louis Vuitton shops, I mean, I'm I'm assuming you're a pretty humble guy. Yeah, you don't like the attention. Yeah, no, no, don't like the spotlight. Um, but as far as rodeo goes, uh, I think that's the topic that we were starting towards. Um, somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. We're going to get lost a lot today. It, it, this path has taken many detours along it. But, it's uh, just like another day at home. It is. It is. This, this is like our topics and conversations in your gym office at West Westfit. And so for people that don't know, uh, we're neighbors now. Everybody knows Shane Proctor from Grand Coulee, Washington. and lived in North Carolina for a few years. But now, like, we're legit neighbors 
brothers. We live just down the road from each other. We see each other about every day at the gym. So I'm glad we came all the way to Las Vegas to sit down and do this podcast. Exactly. Uh, I, I seen the PBR judge, Donald Owens, last night, and I said, you know, we couldn't have done this like at the Mustache Bash right. in Prague, Oklahoma. A little closer to home. Yeah, a little closer to home. But no, it's uh, yeah, we are we literally live five miles apart and see each other. I see you at your gym every day and when actually when I'm there. I yeah. Sometimes I'm I'm not there. My wife she's she's a little more dedicated. She is dedicated. She's she, she works her butt off. She works her butt off. But you but. work your butt off too. And I want to circle back to what we were talking about because I think a lot of PBR fans know you as uh was it nine times to the world finals? Is that right? Yeah, nine times to the PBR finals, five times to the NFR. And then in two thousand eleven I won the PRCA World Championship. Yep. Um, five trips to the NFR. You, you talk about that resume and bull riding, but you also love to ride saddle bronc horses. You love to enter tie down roping. You're, I mean, you're yeah. a cowboy. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I was actually a better bronc rider than I was a bull rider when I first got on the PBR tour. It was kind of a kind of a fluke deal, and um, so I didn't get to ride broncs for several years, and so I went back to bronc riding. Um, the last six or six years or so i got i was going to where i was getting on only like five horses a year and so then i started going going then upping the horses and and last year i got on about 45 head 50 head uh competing rope calves at some um i've ended up third in the prsa all around world standings um and that's a couple, goal. Couple different times. That's yeah. a goal you've you've wanted for a yeah, while. Yeah, it's like it's like Stetson Wright. You know, we, we like competing in multiple events, and I'm a little older than him now. But um, yeah, when I was his age, we had that same drive and the same goals in mind. And so, are you acting like it's not there anymore? I mean, is is no. the all around title something that's still well? Right now, to you? with COVID, it, it, right. it's all up for grabs. Right. So uh, nothing's guaranteed, and. Um, no, I, it, that's definitely something I want to keep fighting for, and uh, I, I just always wanted to be known as a good cowboy, never never just a bull rider, never just a bronc rider. Um, yeah, I like to rope calves. My dad was a calf roper. He put on many roping schools uh, growing up, and I actually had my first amateur card breakaway roping when I was 12 years old. Really? And um, I did that until I was 16, and then I went straight from breakaway roping to riding bulls. So how old were you when you got the rodeo bug? Um, I was always rodeoing. Um, it's, it's kind of funny cause my dad, um, uh, he, we, he would take me and my sisters and my mom and, and we would hit 70, 80 rodeos a summer. And he, he was going to amateur rodeos in Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and British Columbia. And, uh, so we would spend all summer rodeoing. He was a teacher and a football coach after that. And then he would still hit, hit, hit rodeos. Uh, but when we were growing up, it was every day was a rodeo and, and we loved it. I mean, we got to go to some really neat places in Washington and, and I, I wouldn't change it. And we were, we had a, just a one bed camper and a, and a three horse pull behind trailer and, and, you know, my my dad roped, and then when my sister got age, she roped with him, and then when I got age, I I was breakaway roping with him, and I mean that's why we had our amateur cards when we were twelve years old. You, uh, your dad is an awesome guy. He is. I'm I'm very blessed with an amazing family. Straight leg deadlifts. Yep. I've never been so sore in my life. I and I don't even remember how we got to talking about it, but your dad. Uh, was a coach, is that right? My dad was my weight training teacher yeah. also. Uh, he was a my track coach and my football coach. Or not my football coach, but he was a football coach. 
um yeah uh he was really big into uh the program bigger faster stronger yeah and um they really accentuate uh straight leg deadlifts for opening up the hamstrings increasing flexibility uh he was Which really i big. don't i do not have you've seen me i'm the least flexible human being ever and i spent a day with with your family out the house and and for some reason your dad had me convinced that i needed to go to the gym and do straight leg deadlifts and i went and did them the next day and then waited a couple of days, did them again, and I couldn't walk for a month. It was horrible. Yeah, it, I mean, it's just just the muscles that it works. It's it's something that you don't normally work, and so it, it opens everything up. And then cleans. He is. Yeah. Uh, he was a really big fan of cleans. Um, I think when I was a sophomore or junior, I could clean two forty, two fifty. Really? Yeah. I I I was strong when I was in high school. Okay, that brings me to something because. Um, I was thumbing through the other day, and I'm just going to hand you this photo. What is this? That's some triceps now. That looks like a young pro wrestler. That does is that you? Oh yeah, that's me. You uh, posted on your Instagram the other day. Yeah, that's my track picture from my senior year. Um, I, my dad was my track coach, and uh, the cool thing having my dad as as a teacher was um, our. So we, I started getting interested in lifting when um, I was in sixth grade, and um, me and a couple other kids from school, my dad would go and pick us up and take us to the weight room before school began, right. and then take us back, uh, take us back up to middle school, and, and he did that every day of the week for when we were in sixth grade, uh, seventh grade, eighth grade, and then um, by the time we were in high school, we were we were ready to be high school athletes so this picture is your senior year is that yeah. right what'd you weigh right there because you look huge compared I, to, to I right actually now. i weigh the exact same as i do right now really uh-huh um I, my senior year i played football at 165 i wrestled 152 um right now i weigh about 163 164 really mm-hmm. so okay so you, you've thrown a couple of sports in there i want to i want to read through this because you said running track for the lake roosevelt raiders you were a raider mm-hmm. that's awesome uh, dad was the coach. You pole vaulted. Mm-hmm. You ran the 110 high hurdles, the 300 meter hurdles, and was on the, the four by 100 relay. Yeah. So does that mean that, each of you? Yeah. 100 yards, hand the baton. Okay. Um, and, and I love what you said here. Cause you said track was kind of like rodeo at one point you competed in almost every event as long as it was under 400 meters. Yeah. Not much of a distance. I runner. was not, I did not like the distance races. I mean, if really, so the, the really true tests of people's character, stamina, will determination is the 800 meter run and the 300 meter, high, uh, 300 meter hurdles. And, uh, you know, or there's the mile and the three mile, but the 800 meter, because it is just guts and glory. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all it is. You know, when you're coming around that, that last half lap, it's, I mean, that's, that's the race of men. And, um, same with the 300 meter hurdles was at a hundred yards, you kind of, you had, it, you were at that point and it didn't matter how many times you had ran that race it was that that was a defining point when you could push through that where your legs are starting to give out and your arms are starting to give out and you're having to start controlling your breathing and and uh you're still trying to be smooth and and those are just the guts races but you find out what you're made of yeah you find out you find out what's inside you it's a lot like this sport and i i think this team challenge that the pbr has created has 
even expanded that a little bit because now all of a sudden it's not just depending on yourself. Like you've got a whole team depending on you. And so it's a little bit more of a gut check. It seems it is. You kind of, you know, it's, you got to take yourself out of the equation and find out what's best for the team. Yeah. Um, we ride so much on emotion. Um, we ride so much with passion and controlled aggression, but at the same time, you have to take yourself out of the situation to see what is better for the team. Um, I brought that picture up because the point of that post on Instagram was basically telling kids, don't get so hyper-focused on one thing. Try to enjoy as much as you can when you're young. Yeah, so um, growing up with teachers and stuff, I didn't, my dad rodeoed so much that uh, my freshman year, I was still only 130 pounds, so I didn't high school rodeo. Um, I was actually kind of burnt out on it because we had gone to so many rodeos for so long, and so I just wanted to be a high schooler, and um, I still went to amateur rodeos, but I played football. I actually made varsity kicking, the field goal kicking. Really? Yeah. Um, you really have done everything. Yeah. So I I kicked all four years in, in high school. Um, that was I played. I was a 130 pound linebacker. Um, I was a, I, my sophomore year. I broke my thumb. No, my junior year I broke my thumb, and so I was a 145 pounder fullback. Um, now I could see the 130 pound linebacker though. Because- oh yeah, I, I I loved outside linebacker like. And I, I ended up playing quite a bit of varsity as a as a 130 pound freshman. You can come a, come across as pretty easygoing and and laid back, but I'll take out your ankles. Like oh no man, other. like that's and I think that that's what a lot of people don't realize is how intense you can be. Yeah, I get I get uh, focused and yeah, um, I, I, I we compete. Uh, I, I like my my whole family likes to compete. Really? Oh yeah, just ask my aunt Terry. She she's the toughest of us all. Really? What? Oh, okay. Yeah. So so what about at home now? Do you and the wife do you compete? Oh, we compete every day. <laughs> Scrabble, Scrabble's gotten a little intense. Uh, Scrabble, it, Scrabble. Yeah, it just screams intense. It, it it it's been a little intense here, but we've been roping now, and we still compete doing that. And I mean, but, but it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. But anyway, back to what we were saying was, yeah. Uh, Look at us bouncing around again. So my freshman year, I, coming into college football, I knew there was only one way I was going to make varsity. So um, my dad ha- ended up having heart surgery that year. So my mom would co- go, go down to the middle school and hold the football and hold it for me while I practiced kicking. And really? I ended up making varsity that year, uh, being the kicker for the team. So you've you've always had a really strong support system? Very strong support system. Yeah. Um yeah, there's uh, I, there was a lawn care company that um, would cut the football lawn, and they would actually they thought it was funny that my mom was holding the football on the tee for me, and uh, but they always stopped mowing to let us do that just so that uh, because that's what we were I family. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Um, if you could put yourself in your parents' minds, what do you think they would say that they're the most proud of you for? I would say being a good person. Yeah. Um. I I know they're proud of the PRSA World Title and, and but I think they're just proud of the people we have become. Yeah. Me and my sisters have become, and just how we treat other people. And um, I remember I got in trouble once at a rodeo when I was a kid, and um, I was should I had kicked some butt that week. I had won like three rodeos out of five, and this 
girl kind of sarcastically said something to me and uh i said something back well you know well that's what we do we we win and my mom she jerked the she i mean she jerked me about off the horse and she said you're not going to be known as that proctor brat and yeah i still remember it to this day um i think there's so much to be said for being humble mm -hmm. being super competitive wanting to win and being humble yeah in, in all of that yeah there there's a fine line between being a competitor and just accepting that you can lose and being humble because you can be humble and you can still go out there and kick butt i i've never liked the term sore loser because if you're not a sore loser then i think you're just a loser yeah there's certain ways to show it there's certain ways to hide it but that's never been something that bothered me was a guy being a sore loser or getting getting frustrated or mad because if you're going to compete that's part of it you want to win yeah um when I was a kid, I was a sore loser. I hated really? to lose, and I would cry. And uh, I, my parents, they they made sure I, I, if I was going to do that, I wasn't going to keep doing it. So yeah, a couple of ass whippings will straighten that up. Though. Yeah, yeah, a couple of stern talkings will yeah. get you get you straightened around. Yeah. Um. When you, when you grow, how many sisters do you have? How I many have, kids are there? Uh, there's three total. I have uh, two, two sisters. sisters. One's five years older, and one's five years younger. And both of them ended up going to college, uh, roping and running barrels. Was it hard being the middle kid and the only boy? No, um, I ne didn't really know. Um, they were roping all the time, and so it really wasn't any, any different than having brothers, I guess. I don't know, because we were always in the arena doing something. Um, we were talking about the wife and uh, expecting. That wasn't easy, and, and, and we don't have to get into too much specifics, but sometimes like, you realize what a blessing it is. It's a very big blessing. Um, it's something that we we were really wanting. Yeah. And in fact, it, the timing couldn't have been better. Yeah. Um, so it was, we're, we're just blessed with what we, we know it's a girl now, and we just hope that it's healthy and just hope that, uh, I mean, you'll get to see it in the gym. Yeah. And you've got a name picked out. We do. It's, which is uh, awesome. It's, it's Cooley May. Um, Cooley rhymes with Dooley. Um, well, the, <laughs> that was so cowboy. Well, that's what everybody they're like. Well, how do you spell it, or how do, how do you say it? Because it's C O U L E E, which is after my hometown, Grand Coulee. Right. And um, which it, I mean, a coulee is a big crevice. And since I grew up in Grand Coulee, where the Missoula during the ice ages chiseled out the whole valley, uh, I think it's like twenty two hundred feet deep. Um, it's just some of the most beautiful places that you will ever see. And uh, so we named it Cooley after that. And uh, May after my grandma, who is as big as cowboy as you'll ever meet. She uh, really? broke her hip at 84, sorting cows, shoot horse, still kept shooing the horses till I think she was 78 or 76, 78. Um, she was tough, raised all kids at home by herself, and um, she was as tough as they come. And I hope I'm just half the cowboy she is one day. The uh, the word coolie. So to you, the word coolie, you immediately think beauty. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, and I think that that's something that really puts that name into perspective. And uh, I, I have a feeling that in three years, that's going to be a really common name now. Yeah, and you started it. Yeah, I, think. I mean. I thought we thought it was super cool. So. Yeah, it is. Uh, it'll be the only coolie I know. The only coolie I know. So other than Coolio, 
Yeah. Back in the day. Well, he was a good rapper. He was. Keyword was. Yeah. Uh, with the baby changes. So how are you going to start traveling now? Because I got a feeling you're not just going to jump in the rig and drive. Well, you, I got, luckily. You got I a live, mom car yet is what I'm we, asking we, you. We did have a mom car. Did have? Did have. So, um, yeah. It's other been day, like a week. Well, you know my wife. <laughs> not too far, you know, on the two lane. Well, she was following another car, a, a truck, and apparently it went over a uh, semi um, oh, drive shaft. Wait, what? A semi drive shaft was in the middle of the road, and it went under and hit the uh, fuel line and bent part of the frame. Just random just random just I'm, I'm sorry but that only happens to to her, Haley. to Haley. okay so i figured this out so when my red truck blew its engine she was driving yeah not to say she's cursed or anything <laughs> it's not but her she fault has some, she has some bad luck then she flew she literally flew into into salt lake hopped in my van on her way to cheyenne and about out park city my van engine blew up and then this happens. She's so, cursed. That's all within a year and a half. She needs to go to a sweat lodge. She needs to see something. Don't let her leave the house. No. Just don't let her leave the house. When the baby gets here, make sure she stays at home. Yeah. But just be a stay-at-home mom. She would kill me if I said this, but yesterday uh, she was driving the van, and she ended up backing into a truck while she was on the phone with me. <laughs> I'm like, this is too much. This is too much. Okay, let me ask you this now because obviously your wife's cursed. Um, are you a superstitious guy? Not for the most part, no. What do you, okay, there, I it's a yes you, or no yeah. question. No, I believe you make your own luck. Really? Yeah. Okay, um, so it, if I just, walk in and throw my hat on the bed, not a big deal? Just throw it in the corner and spit in it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I well, mean, the answer is yes. Well, no, there, there's, there's certain things that everybody is. I mean, I, I think... Um, Unless you're just plain ass defiant, right? Um, a knife, you know. You, if, if you if, open if, it, if, you if, close if, it. If you open it, you close it. If somebody gives you a knife, you give them a dollar. You never accept a free knife. Agreed. Um, as far as the hat goes, why well, take a chance? Just throw it in the corner, spinning it twice, and you're good to go. <laughs> you, okay. Do you eat chicken on game day? Yeah, all the time. Really? I wear yellow. I would eat chicken. Doesn't matter um, to you. Doesn't matter to me. Those are those are literally the only three that I would. Have. It's so funny because like some people will say that's the most ridiculous thing in the world, but mm-hmm. for a lot of us, it's like, no, you just don't do it, Yeah. period. Like we've grown up that way. Yeah, well, you just hear it so often. that. Yeah. And like yellow in the arena, I love yellow in the arena. Uh, really? It stands out. Yeah. Um, well, Rockstar Colors, when I was sponsored by Rockstar, you had right. to, so. But I think that you were a guy that, that understood that. I, I almost think that you were a little ahead of your time. I think you were right kind of in between the era of old school cowboy. And I say were like you're not still competing, but um, like there was that old just kind of show up and do our job. Now kids are starting to understand the importance of social media. They're starting to understand the business. importance of branding. And I feel like you were one of the first guys that really understood, hey, people are looking at me. I've got to give them a reason to remember me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. The PBR has gone from where it was just it was for the Cowboys to be tough and be bull riders and be macho and to where you know when they didn't when it first started they didn't wear vests 
They didn't wear helmets. They, I mean, it has slow. It has progressed into this this sport that all of a sudden is a business, and that's what these younger generations is are. They're being brought around it that it's all business. You know, you wear a helmet because it prolongs your career. You wear a vest because it prolongs your career. You go do yoga and stay fit because it prolongs your career. And that's more time that you have to make money. Right. You know? Well, and that's something else that, that has completely changed because the evolution of the sport, it has become more of a sport. And, and people are starting to take notice of that. Therefore, like, you're watching what you eat. Yeah. You know, you're paying attention to your They're nutrition. nutritionalists. They're starting to count macros. Uh, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff where that they've gone into. You know, I think Luke Snyder was the first one that really brought yoga into the picture and hot yoga into the picture. Uh, you know, they, it was a big deal when he started doing yoga. Right. Well, now I bet you 95% of the bull riders here will in some way do some yoga. Right. I mean, it's just that's what... You're starting to learn more and more and more ways to be successful. Yeah, to be successful because the bulls have gotten better. No matter what anybody says, the bull power has progressed. There's a reason that they breed the best cows to the best bulls. And they're creating these freaks of freaks of an animal. And, I mean, they're just amazing animal athletes. You know, pages are doing our heads and heads up the best breeders in the United States. Um, and they're just creating these freaks of athletes and... So the riders are having to step up their game to keep where, keep up with the bulls. They're they're so athletic that you have to find ways to counteract their athleticism, which means you've got to get more athletic. Yeah. Um, and guys are realizing that, and I think it's just taking the sport to higher levels. A couple of a couple of quick questions here as we start to kind of wrap things up. If take bull riding out of the equation, favorite sport in rodeo. Favorite favorite event in rodeo. Favorite event in rodeo. Bronc riding. Bronc riding. It's the classic event. It's it's just so clean and, and precise in the movement, and it's one of those sports that's not easy to learn. Events it's not easy to learn. I mean, it, it'll take you about 40 or 50 horses to to figure out what it, to lift on your rein and not pull on your rein, but then after you get it figured out, it's one of those things that it's like bike. It just keeps going and keeps going, and it's just pretty. It's so pretty to yeah, watch. Yeah, it's just the timing, the beauty of a bucking horse, and it's just, you know, when that, when you get one that really just taps off, it's just fun to watch. Favorite bronc rider? Uh, right now, my favorite, I, I always like um, Court Shear. I just think as... A fundamentally bronc rider he just rides so pretty uh then there's Wade Sandell who's just wild to watch um there's so many good bronc riders Dawson, kid, Hay, Dawson Hay is a young so good, kid that is just amazingly uh talented and I mean rides so correct that it's I grew up in Oklahoma so I pretty much thought Billy Etbauer was like the governor anyways yeah um it's just I I don't know there's something spectacular about watching really good bronc rides and i feel like that guy did it as good if not better than anybody that's ever done it he did and he was the ranker the horse the better he was and a good guy and super nice makes guy. You pull for him anymore super nice guy um there's so many good bronc riders out there favorite rodeo oh uh, i really like pendleton roundup because um it holds a lot of special meaning to me just because um when I was a kid, that's where my dad took me to watch Slack in the morning, and that was the first place that I ever got to meet real professional yeah. um, athletes. I, you know, I'd walk on the infield and, and talk to Fred Whitfield and and Clay Smith and and just walk around and, and be a part. And to me, that was just 
the biggest thing I was. To be immersed in it. To be immersed in it, and they were such good people to be around. Sad uh, news uh, earlier that not going to happen this year. Yeah. And, and I think maybe only the third time in the history of the Roundup. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's with, it, with me, the man. times. It's just not going to be available this year, but... It's a heartbreaker. Yeah, it'll we'll we'll move on. We'll keep we'll keep going. Uh, outside of Western sports, if you weren't a cowboy, what would you be doing? I would probably what I'd be a firefighter. Probably really. Yeah, I went to college to be a teacher, but even I mean, since we've been riding, I've been riding bulls. I've really been thinking of getting into firefighting. Really? And yeah. I really like that aspect of it. It would also be a way, you know, you work one day on two days off and you got to stay physically fit. So you'd you'd be able to raise your kids and be able to keep having income. I know you were a wrestling coach. I was. I was. um, I loved wrestling. I mean, I I started wrestling when I was five years old. Um, Actually had some pretty cool um, offers to go to college and wrestle. Really? Yeah. Actually had the chance uh, to wrestle for Harvard. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. And turned it down to go rodeo for Northwest Wyoming. Okay, so people that are listening to this right now said you had a chance to go to Harvard and you decided to go rodeo for a living. Uh, Probably a good choice. You think so? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, just because there's more options to rodeo after college than there it was wrestling. I Look, mean, I love you to death and um, consider you one of my best friends. I don't really see you as a Harvard guy. Yeah, I think it wouldn't have been the best fit, but they do have a decent little wrestling program. That's um, cool. They've they've had some success at the the finals, NCAA finals, and so. I want to ask you about a date, uh, January seventh, two thousand eighteen. Does that mean anything to you at all? January seventh, two thousand eighteen. I don't know. I can tell you exactly where you were on January seventh, two thousand eighteen, Madison Square Garden, New York City. Yep. It was a Sunday. Yep. Take me back to that moment. So, um, well, we'll, fa- we'll fast forward a couple months before that at the PBR finals. That's a rewind. That's not a fast uh, forward. That's rewind, a rewind. Rewind. Okay. <laughs> rewind. Um, yeah. Um, I just hadn't been having a lot of fun um, riding bulls. I I was doing the PRCA, PBR. I was getting on a ton of bulls, and... I just wasn't having any fun, and so I I just sat down with myself and decided I was going to go to Madison Square Garden and retire, and uh, so I pulled Lambert aside and didn't tell anybody else. Um, I told him, I said, this will be my last finals, and I said, I'm going to retire after Maddie, and he goes, he kind of got got upset for a second, or just stern, you know, as, as he does, and walked out and he come back in and he goes you know i don't think that's a bad idea and he goes it's just if you don't feel like it you know i said i'm just gonna go rodeo and he goes i agree with you and that was it and well felisco actually happened over here oh felisco and uh always snooping around in the shadows and uh so he come up and he said is that true and i said yeah i said but don't tell anybody and he kept his word, and um, when we got to Madison Square Garden after that last round, I just said, I'm done. I'm retiring from the PBR, and he did. He said, so is this the day, Flesco? He said, is this the day? I said, yeah, and I just walked away. I still had 
seven uh, events guaranteed. I walked out in the arena, gave you the shirt that I was wearing. That's exactly what I was getting ready to say. Just got out of there. Because uh, we've got a million memories and we see each other, you know, all the time at home now. But I'll never forget standing on the dirt in Madison Square Garden because I had opened the gym and I had told you, I was like, you know, you're the first guy. You're the first one of my rodeo PBR friends that have been to the gym and you're going to be here for ever. You know, I said, I want to hang a shirt of yours on the gym wall. And I'll never forget you walked out and you said, it's the last one I'm ever going to ride a PBR in. Yeah. And I've still to this day, it's, it's in a frame. Got it. Um, but fast forward to a few days ago. Well, let's go back a few weeks ago because, um, you were in my office or in the gym and I said, Hey, uh, you might be getting a phone call. Yeah. You thought I was full of crap, didn't you? Let's be honest. I, I mean, we all know it. I, I did think you're full of crap, but <laughs> I like harassing Colby on the phone anyway. So right. Um, so Colby Yates calls and says, "PBR's got this new concept, team challenge." What's your initial reaction? I was like, "Well, that's cool." I mean, um, you were talking to Colby and flipping him because he was having trouble finding guys to to be able to compete, and you just wasn't said, having trouble finding guys. He was looking for the right guy. Yeah. And, and be completely honest with you. So the captain selected their teams. He knew one of those guys might not be able to get here. And he calls me. We're talking. And uh, I don't even know what he said. And I said, well, I was sitting here talking to Shane Proctor or something like that. And he goes, bingo. Yeah. Bingo. Tell him, get ready. I may be calling him. Yeah. And so he calls you, says, hey, you want to come? Yeah. What was your first thought? Technically, he called and said, hey, I need you in Vegas. And I said, all right. And uh, when Colby called, I was uh, sitting there next to my wife and just uh, was like, I was kind of weighing it out because uh, we we had a, a doc. Well, we have a doctor's appointment coming up this week and some other stuff. And I was like, I said, what do you think? And she said, go do it. And I said, all right, I'll be there. Cool. And so as soon as he said... We need you. I pretty much said yes. I love that. Um, but I love that you took the time, talk to Haley, talk to the wife, make sure it's the right decision. Yeah, we put I put it on speakerphone so she could hear. And yeah. So. Um, it's great because having it, you back. Because, well, because it is selfish of me just to make this make a, a decision uh, that involves everybody. Because she will will be home and having to take care of stuff, and she's pregnant and. And so it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And so we make made decisions as a family, but pretty much I was I was all for it. Is there anything on the bucket list that you haven't crossed off that you're still looking at going someday? Uh, I don't know. I, I actually haven't competed at the American yet because I tore my shoulder out the two times I was supposed to compete there. Um, so that'd be fun. I don't know. Maybe do some more commentating. Maybe become coach. That okay. So okay, I I was gonna try to wrap it up here, but the commentating thing, the broadcasting thing, that happened earlier this year. Um, again, got a phone call, and I think it goes back to a lot of your personality and the fact that people will always remember you for something. Yeah, you got the call, and you went and, and uh, broadcasted a couple of rodeos. Yeah, I did the extreme bulls for two days. Um, it was my first time. Um. Uh, ever doing any commentating i got to work with Justin mckee and um had a blast and you loved it i did love it um it's something that i could do for a long time but also i'm passionate about the sport and i know a lot about the sport so um, 
and, and I know the answer to this question, but when that opportunity arises, how difficult is it to say, instead of entering and going to compete, I'm going to go over here and jump on a headset and be a commentator. It actually wasn't that big of a difficult decision really? at all. No, um, I've been, I'm, like, I, like I've told everybody here, I'm content with my career. Right. I mean, I have nothing else I have to prove. Right. If I, if I can make a living doing that and not get on bulls, I'd love to do that. You know, I would talk about it because I'd still be involved with the sport. Um, it, it was hard because that's how I've made my living my entire life, but I have nothing left to prove. Like I've, I've, I've done everything I've ever wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, I've rode in so many different places and been on so many different bulls. Um, if I can make a living at it, then I'd love to do it. Think about that. How many kids grow up wishing they could ride in Madison Square Garden, Cheyenne Frontier Days, Pendleton Roundup, Dallas uh, Cowboys Stadium, AT&T Stadium, Times Square in, in New yeah. York, um, St. Tite, Quebec, where they speak nothing but French. Uh, I mean, Alaska. Yeah. Who's who's seen them buck a bull in Alaska before? Right. Uh, especially a yak, half yak. It, I mean, they're crazy. Yeah. I mean, we've been so many different places and been on countless different bulls. And yeah. it's, it's been fun. Like, I love what I do. Um, Not slowing down, though, right? No. Okay. No, good. I think I got another good. another finals in me. Well, I can tell you this. I think you're in as good, if not better, shape as you've ever been in. I mean, as surely since I've known you, and I think a lot of that's due in part to the gym you work out at. I know it's uh, doing getting that sweat at Westfit. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, it's you got to. My mouth really gets moving when I'm I'm in the office there. But after <laughs> we that, sit and do this a lot. After that, it's focus time and. About the time I go to lunch, then you can get to work. Yeah, yeah. It's but I fun. love where we live. Like, I don't know if you understand this. I love where we live because uh, me, it's I cattle country. The people are great. Um, I mean, we have some really good neighbors and just, I, I just love the atmosphere. People right never now. could understand why I wouldn't move closer to an airport or like a city. Um, I, I would not trade home for anything in the world. No. It's amazing. I, I love it. I mean... Even on, even when you're broke down on the side of the road, like we were last week, uh, just watching cows go yeah. by. I mean, just, not a bad place to be broke down. No, not a um, bad place. I think that the, the, one of the big things I wanted people to take away from this conversation was the fact that you're super smart. You love helping other people, um, and you're a great human being. I know that because I see it every day. Um, I'm super excited. Because I know you're going to be a great dad. Congratulations. By the way, greatest gender reveal I've ever been to in my entire life. I missed the wedding, but I made it to the gender reveal. Best one I've ever been to. Yeah. Um, it's the only one I've ever been to. But. Actually, we can't uh, take credit for that one. Evan Allard and Kelsey Walker, uh, they uh, they uh, donated uh, their crop dusting plane and it was their idea and they went and made the trial runs to figure out the color of the of the of the so when we got the envelope we had it for about 30 minutes and they came over and checked out uh, Haley's mom's house and and uh to where to dump the water figured out where they figured, come in and yeah. spray so they came in and sprayed and dropped the color and it was just perfect it, it was, was amazing we we're standing in the backyard and you and Megan got the coolest phone picture i think i've ever seen yeah it was it was pretty i'm not gonna lie um i'm an emotional guy we all know that 
I got I got kind of teary eyed just seeing how excited you guys both were. We were, you know, with with your whole family there, um, Haley's whole family standing in the backyard, big yellow plane. Evan in the cockpit comes flying over the house and dumps out pink. Yep. And so here it was kind of funny because when he first passed by, everybody's like, "Well, was that it?" Like, and he was (laughs) messed up. Yeah, I didn't see, and he circled around, and I mean, he was about twenty feet off the ground and just dumped it right there. It was awesome. It was amazing. It was one of the coolest things I've ever been part of. I still get emotional talking about it. Same. Same. Yeah. Good time to wrap it up. Good time. I I appreciate this. Uh, I really do. I know we've done this before, and we could do this anytime, but. uh, when we started talking about doing it here in Vegas, I was super, super happy that you could come do this. So thank you. Yeah. No, it's my pleasure all the time. Um, just just fun to be back. And I keep you on backup. It's a good, it's a good I, visit. Okay, buddy. <laughs>